welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, your seriously pointless podcast um, with all kinds of random information about, random information about culture that you may enjoy, and uh, we hope that you do with all kinds of cultural, nerdy, geeky, interesting things. But anyway, hope you enjoy. I just thought I would give that a shot for the intro. Yay! We're trying something a little different today. Um, I was fumbling my over my words if everybody was kind of like, where the hell's David at? Um, I, I'm trying something different just to see if uh, it sounds better. And obviously, I think that's the one we're going to go with because it sounds 10 times better than <laughs> the junk that was coming out of my mouth earlier. Well, I made a, I've, I've flubbed up a little bit, but I am used to talking a lot more than you. So That is true. But no anyways, offense, uh, I talk I, a lot. I, go I'm ahead. Your I'm your host, David, and I'm again, again joined by uh, my wonderful co-host, Jackie. Hello. Hello. That, yes. Yeah, it's a wonderful, dreary Saturday um, afternoon in fall. Um, it's finally fall. I mean, thank God. That's fine. I'm tired It's of beautiful. Yeah, I know. It's, you, you, it, I mean, other than... No, I mean, I'm a fall person. Like, I think it's beautiful right now. I mean, it's cloudy, which is kind of sad, but the weather is fantastic. No meatballs, right? I, that's not a, a thing that I prescribe to. <laughs> it's all fake prove it but no anyway so yeah that's uh we're we're here in wonderful fall colored mid the midwest uh southern missouri um i hope everybody's doing fine uh again like i said we are your seriously pointless podcast that is here to just kind of you know make your day go by a little better uh and today's topic is actually going off of uh the orange, the wonderful colors of fall, the burnt orange. See, love that sound, don't you? Is, uh, nice it, transition. I know. It's going to be, uh, it's actually about an old nostalgia game that Jackie was super into back in the day whenever she was a True. kid. Uh, Crash True. Bandicoot. I don't know um, if anybody's familiar with Crash Bandicoot, um, but we'll just do a little quick little history about it, and then we'll let J- Jackie start gushing away on it, because she actually had a leg up on me uh, as a child. <laughs> She had a PlayStation, which my parents were like super adamant and not about not getting me any game systems when I was a child. I don't know why, but I had a computer. I don't know why, but I played a ton of other games. But anyways, so the uh, the a little bit about Crash Bandicoot. Uh, it was originally created by Naughty Dog Studios in 1996 by Andy Gavin, Jason Rubin, David Siller, Charles. I'm gonna try and say this: Zambelius and Joe Pearson. Um, so. A really cool thing about this, it was like actually one of the uh, first ever PlayStation exclusive games uh, for the system, which this set up a whole generational thing about uh, bringing exclusive content to, to gaming systems to bring people to, the, to those systems. So let's do a quick little, uh, how, where did you first run into Crash Bandicoot, Jackie? Um, I will answer your question, but first I wanted to say something. To me, Crash Bandicoot is the Mario of PlayStation. Would you agree? I I think that I just, I love Crash Bandicoot, and I think that he became the unofficial mascot of PlayStation. Like, Mario is synonymous with Nintendo. There's there's definitely a lot of characters and other other kinds of um, mascots, but I would think... I mean, he I mean, was it. And, like, you know, Sonic has, I mean, well, Sega has Sonic. Like, Solid Snake or a couple of those guys. Like, you don't know Metal Gear I don't Solid. even, I was like, I don't even know <laughs> what well, those mean, are. Yeah, but it's like, he could def- He definitely had the same kind of characteristics as Sonic. He had that linear level where you had to bounce on things, gain, gain 
coins or yes. fruit. Wampa uh, fruit. Wampa fruit. I apologize. I am being sacrilegious right now, Janet, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well, <laughs> you didn't I'm treading on your childhood. It. Do you want me to answer the question you asked me? Yeah, Sorry, right I got ahead. you distracted. I know you did. Um, thing, isn't it? Anyway, you you asked when I first came into contact with Crash Bandicoot or like yeah. knew about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I bumped into him at the bus stop. I'm kidding. Um, that's facetious. Old yeah. He, I think he would be a pretty cool friend, though, honestly. Um, no, we, to be honest, when you mentioned that we, we did have a PlayStation, I have no idea why we got that. I don't, like, I don't remember asking for it. Uh, my younger brother is three years younger than me, and he, maybe he asked for it. He asked for a lot of things, um, but I mainly played it. Like, we played it together. It was definitely, like, a fun thing. Um, I think we got it when... I was maybe a fifth grader-ish. Could that be about the time it came out? Yeah, right? and it, that was... We actually got Crash Bandicoot 2 first. Okay. Um, I think it's called Cortex's Wrath. Um, Crash Bandicoot 2 is the one that I grew up with, and I didn't play Crash Bandicoot 1 until maybe three years after that, and it is so freaking hard. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot 2 like is challenging, but I think they... They realized after the, after the first one that it'd be kind of nice if, like, the average Joe could maybe, maybe get to the end of this. Well, see, that's a whole other topic <laughs> we're going to get into a little bit later about the yeah. and, like, how much harder they are. They were back then. Yeah. They almost spoon-feed a lot of stuff to you They, they do. Well, and we did play, so Crash Bandicoot 2, 3, and then 1. I think we got the first one after we got the third one. Okay. But I, I mainly grew up with the second one, and I would say, yeah, like, fifth grade, um, we had some other, like, I remember when you get a PlayStation, when you, back then you got a PlayStation, yeah, you, you got do, a you demo, disc. demo disc, or something that like was awesome. And the demo disc had Crash Bandicoot 2 on it, mm -hmm. the level with the penguins, I think yeah. Snowgo. Um, and s I know the, yeah, no, okay. mock me, but so I know that we got our PlayStation, not right when it came out, but a little after because the demo disc, you know, had Crash Bandicoot 2 on it. So it wasn't like yeah. Crash Bandicoot 1. It also had Parappa the Rapper. It had uh, Bloody Roar, this fighting game. Yeah. Did you ever play Bloody Roar? You can turn the blood on or off. Mom made us turn the blood off because it's... But you turned it on after she was gone. Well, you? yeah. Um, <laughs> but you basically, you were, it was like a fighting game. But you could turn into animals. Yeah, and I remember I there was a girl that turned into a rabbit. And we thought she was kind of wussy. But she was actually pretty good. There was a guy that became a wolf. A man that became a lion. There was one that became a warthog. But oh, it was called, not. like, the intro would come in like, Bloody Roar! And then, like, like you had to go into settings. And it's like, blood on or off. And Mom was like, turn the blood off. But anyway, that's... Back to Crash Bandicoot. Like... I think we did buy it when we first bought the PlayStation, and then it was just kind of cool, like, oh, here it is on the demo, but look, we can play the real thing, and, like, the whole yeah. level and everything. Um, but I don't know if they still do that with games, but the demo disc had... Well, I mean, a lot I of I think it, it had 12 games on it. It was yeah. actually... You could play, like, a lot. Well, it was I pretty mean, cool. Even nowadays, you have a lot of things on the PlayStation Store or the Xbox mm -hmm. uh, Store, things like that, or even, like, on Steam... I mean, you've seen me, you know, playing games or whatever. They have a lot of demos you can download, and they'll do it periodically uh, to let you just try some, or maybe like mm -hmm. free weekend or something like that, let you try it. 
Um, so they still do things like that, okay. uh, but they definitely limit limit the amount of stuff you can do on it. Yeah, or, they limited that in the in the yeah, disc too. Well, like I said, they sell usually only like one or two levels. Or yeah. Like that. yeah. Well, and we rented the actual Bloody Roar from Hastings. Man, Blockbuster and Hastings, like yeah, when those you, were still you a thing. Kids will never understand. I know that was so fun. Like going to those stores um, when they still games. existed. Yeah, out your before games, the apocalypse. Renting, renting them for a week, forgetting to take them back, and then you have to actually just buy the game outright. It's cheaper to buy the game from them than actually pay for the rental fee. So I guess that was you. We did. We always took them back. No, that was definitely like a we James. Responsible. James definitely did that. Or you just like never go you back just to that copping him out. Yeah. Never. Oh, well, actually, I will say my mom did that once. Has rented a movie from Blockbuster. <laughs> forgot to take it back. And then from that day forward, we never went to Blockbuster. It's just like, hi, bye, Blockbuster. I know. It's kind of sad. And then by the time I remembered, like, it had already shut down. So, sad day. Hashtag, Living in the 90s. Hashtag bye-bye Blockbuster. Yeah. That's but, okay. um, anyway. That's a whole anyway. other realm of things. Because, yeah, that's, it's... But anyways, yeah. So back that, to that, Crash Bandicoot. No, no, it's okay. That's a that's definitely a um, definitely not my first interaction with Crash Bandicoot at all. I think the first time I ever dealt with Crash Bandicoot was whenever we were dating. You Remember? came and played it at our house, right? I think you were pretty critical about it because you were like, "This is just well, like a." That was the age of like <laughs> the Xbox. Um, it wasn't the, it I is a limited a, world. I mean, you I mean, can't it was like, like... It was like PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 area. Yeah, it's era. not a side-scroller. What do you yeah. call what Crash Bandicoot is? Platformer. Okay, but it's like, you, it's not open world. You can't no, just no, no, like... No. Yeah, it's not open like, world. Not like Spyro, because Spyro yeah, was contemporary. But it does have that. like areas you can jump in. It's it's not as contemporary open world as some of the other stuff. It's not mm -hmm. as vast as some of the more open world adventure games. But that's more of an adventure game. Um, platformer kind of thing. Crash Bandicoot is is just straight up a platformer. It's very linear, mm -hmm. um, but they do they do a lot of really interesting things with the gameplay in some of the games, and we can go over that here in a little bit. Um, that make it fun and unique. Like I remember mm -hmm. there's one setting you can actually go you can go backwards in the level. Uh, yes. To get you, some of the, uh, uh, the trophies. I can't remember yeah, the gems. Well, I think I think that one is Turtle Woods. It's in yeah. it's in the first one like because you've like you want to get the crystals the crystals is well you're talking about crash yeah, bandicoot 2 the yeah, crystals well, well, get well, you yeah. to fight the bosses <laughs> but the gems like can actually like defeat the boss yeah. forever so that's the we'll get into that in just a little bit but yeah that's that's some of those game mechanics that really make mm -hmm. it unique for its time but anyways let's kind of like um uh really dig into our history first here real quick before okay we start you do that i i don't know the history that's okay um so anyways uh, this was one of the first few games that centered on uh, the protagonist, Crash, who is, happens to be a bandicoot. Um, what's a bandicoot, Jackie? I had it's a look at something. It's an Australian mammal that's mm -hmm. basically like a little rodent. Yeah. Like, they're not really that big. Like, Crash does not look like a real bandicoot at all. A little bit. I mean, very tiny. Very like, tiny. So well, the only thing I can notice that... So here's the... Here's the De What's the, the definition, the definition of, of a bandicoot? Bandicoots are small marsupials native to Australia and New, Z New Guinea that use their front feet to dig for food. As they forage <laughs> for underground insects and larvae, they leave behind a series of small conical holes. Snout pokes. Which is why he has that... Oh, uh, like yeah, nose, I guess like the video. nose is the only real similarity. I mean, other than that, that's really maybe the coloring? I don't know. No, not really. They're more brown, but... Well, and he does, like, the whole spinning thing, his attack 
Cool. Bandicoots don't do that. No, absolutely not. Oh, no like, living well, creatures. Like Tasmanian <laughs> devils, like no, like Tasmanian devils don't act like that, but they do that in the in the Looney Tunes like shows, and it's just mm-hmm. like well, that doesn't make any sense. But anyways, um, so kind of going off the basic premise of what they they thought of, they said um, so the narrative kind of goes. Uh, Crash makes his way through the Wampus Islands with the help of Aku 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 Aku. I think is what his name is. How you actually supposed to say it? I just A K A K U space Aku Aku A K U Aku Aku. Well, we always call them Goody Gum. Goody Gum. Because he says that when you like that's the mask, right? That yeah. you get to wear. It's he just, says that. Yeah, we just said Goody Gums. Like get get those Goody Gums. That <laughs> that's bringing back memories. That's exactly. But anyways, he he with the help of Aku Aku. Aku, aku aku just aku, aku. you don't have to say it so strangely aku, aku. that's just weird don't do that don't do that okay going after dr neocortex uh, and trying to stop his plans for world domination mm-hmm. so actually um dr uh, cortex actually finds out that crash is trying to stop him crash escaped because yeah, neocortex he's, he's has a lab he's and he's experimenting on, on these the animals. animals and he's actually one of his failed Experiments, uh, well, quote unquote, failed experiments. Mm-hmm. But in, that's yeah, why he I spins. Almost, I guess you would almost call him actually one of his best experiments, in my opinion, because he's the one that actually works, and all the other ones are like absolutely insane. The other ones, a lot of them are the bosses, like yeah. Ripper Roo, that freaking yeah. blue dog that's like insane, like the oh, Mad yeah. Hatter dog. And are you gonna get to Tana? Uh, a little bit. Um, <laughs> Tana's really, a little risque. Yeah, a little bit. So you you have these different characters in the games, um, and uh, as you go through the obviously, like you said, um, to the gameplay, you're you're going after um, the wampa fruit, uh, the and, crystals, and the crystals. I guess in uh, the first game, it's gems. It's gems actually, yeah. in the first game. It's literally just get through the level without freaking dying. Oh, yeah. And then get to the end and fight him. But you have to have all the gems to even, like... Like, you can fight Cortex at the end, but unless you have gotten all the gems, you can't get Tana. You can't, like, rescue her and win the game. Why is that? Just, like, because you have well, to turn them out to get, like, break open the... So we used a cheat code that's <laughs> not cool, but we used a cheat code that gets you all the gems because to get the gem is freaking insane. Like you have to make it through the whole level, get every single box and not die. Um, that and is pretty intense. That's like very Mario intense. On a whole level. It's very, very difficult to do. And so it's, and I, you can actually run past the gym and miss it and then it goes away or yep. spin the gym away. Yep. Um, which we did on accident one time and my brother about killed me. But anyway, we use the cheat code. So this is the first game. And what happens is you get to like Cortex's castle. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just like this bottomless pit throughout, like all through it. And the gyms, you walk across to get to the end. And Tana is waiting there on a vulture. And you ride away with her on the vulture. But uh, you can't get to her without having all those gems. Like, we got to uh, some insane way, like, without cheat codes or anything. Mm -hmm. My brother and I, Steven, did make it to the end, but we didn't have all the gems. So, like, there's missing gems. There's missing gaps. So, you can can kind of see the doorway, like, where she is. You can't see her yet because there's, like, a big tapestry, I think, of her face covering it. And so we're like trying to get there and then there's just like all this hole in the floor and we try to jump and then just die because you fall in the pit. So the gyms like 
that that's in the first game. And in the second game, the crystals, Cortex says he wants the crystals to save the planet, but then the crystals like are going to help him destroy the planet. But by getting the crystals, you get to fight him and beat him. But if you want to destroy him forever, you get all the gems and then his old, I think it's Dr. Ingen or Ingen. Ingen, yeah. Yeah, he comes and He's if got you like get a all the gems. Yeah, like, like a really long forehead. He's the one where if you get all the gems in game two, he's like, ha ha ha, and then blows up Cortex's like space station or something, yeah. and he's gone for good. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get into all that. So, anyway, that's much. a lot of detail. No, no, that's <laughs> Go great ahead. because that's the kind of stuff I don't have. I have mm -hmm. a lot of like the basically the. Uh, Naughty Dog history and the involvement in the game yeah. series more than anything at this point. Well, you um, can continue with that stuff no, that okay. I don't so, know about. Um, obviously, you go through the whole all the levels, and this is pretty typical in all the games. You go through each levels, collecting the the fruit and the crystals, and throughout that you the, kind boxes. Of, the boxes. You're supposed to get all the boxes, and yeah. that's what gets you the gem. <clears throat> yeah, and you get the gems, and then but the long way you fight all these genetically modified animals that yes. are thrown away. Like, like turtles with saws with in their saws. back. And I'm like, how does that Half even robot. Work? Yeah, there's all these vultures that are like half robot the vultures. The plants that attack you and things yes, like that. Yes, they're trying to like, eat you. You're like, what is this even? And the moles do? in the game, too. You like yeah. fall in a pit and these wretched little mole things come up that are half robot and they just yeah. like go ree, 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 and try and eat and they you. They try to attack you, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so so that's the kind of the gist of the gameplay. And it's a very, if you go into like the gameplay, it's a very, like you said, a very basic um, platform. It's very linear. It's fun, though. But like, yeah, the, the I thing really that really makes it. it made it stand out, though, is, is like in the first and second games, is that they started to do weird things. Like they put in time to levels. Like if you beat it within a certain amount of time, uh, or if Yeah, you... I think the third game they started the timing, but maybe mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Or that first three, because so in the first three games... The first three games are good. So Crash Bandicoot in 96, Crash Bandicoot's Cortex Strikes Again, which is in 97, and then Crash Bandicoot Warped in 98, mm -hmm. and then Crash Team Racing, which is in 99. That was so those, fun. <laughs> those are the only four that are actually created by um, Naughty Dog Studios, which Naughty Dog Studios is a huge studio that is owned by sony now because they've done so many properties for them well they did spyro didn't they naughty uh, dog i'd have to look i believe um, they have but they did they did um they've done uncharted which is a huge uh, adventure game franchise i've heard um, of that at least they've done um God, I can't write that. i'd have to look it up here real quick but um they have done so many uh game titles for um for Sony, it's unreal. So here's 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 some big ones. Um, the Last of Us, which is another big um, uh, franchise they did on the Uncharted series. Uh, they did the Jack and Daxter series. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they did a couple of other like, really weird things like Rings of Power. Or, and it's like some did of their early stuff. Um, did they do Crash Bash? That's like, you know, like Super Mario Party. That was the Crash Bandicoot version I of it. I don't see that one. Because I thought, like, the first three Crash Bandicoots and the Crash Team Racing, I remember all of those. But then there was also, like, a Crash Bash game. Uh, it does. That is later on. So they don't actually do that. Okay. Which I can go over, I'm going to go over that here in a little bit. But that kind of makes sense. I don't, I don't remember that game as well, but I do remember it looking different. Yeah, I mean, so they definitely do... Uh, 
kind of get into a lot of those games, but they definitely, what's the nice word I can say for it? Um, they definitely kind of, from what I can tell, they definitely don't stick around with the series past that four-year period, or that, yeah, roughly about uh, four, four or five-year period, roughly, to, um, so it's three years, I apologize, about that three-year period of where they really put a lot of their heart and their soul into it, um, and it's hard, it really is, because uh, doing the same property over and over again, I mean, I mean, you can attest to this, you know, it's just like, if you, you're going to get burnt out on something, that's what they end up doing, but they poured their heart and soul, and they did, they did tweak it eventually, you know, like, through each game, they added little, every little, th little things here and there. Well, like, in the third game, they add Coco, Crash's Coco, sister, and, and you can play world. as her. Well, they have a hub world where you can pick which, which uh, levels you want to go to. Remember? That was, that started in two, in Is Crash Bandicoot 2. And, yeah, that started in 2, that was also in 3, and in both 2 and 3, you can actually get to, like, a secret hub world yeah. by doing something crazy in one of the episodes. Like, there's, maybe it's Bear Down, there's a game, or a level called Bear Down, where you're riding the polar bear, and if you... I think it's in 3. No, it's definitely in two that there's a hub oh. world that you get to I'm and you get to pick the different one. levels. Yeah, there's... I don't know that the polar bear is in number three, but he's definitely in two. Because what they did in number three is they had Coco riding a tiger instead. Yeah, and there's a level that. with Crash riding a motorcycle and a level with Coco on like a jet ski thing. Um, but it was neat because you could get to these like secret portals and mm -hmm. like get more gems. Um and I remember the Bear Down game, it, or the Bear Down level, and maybe it wasn't that one, because there were like three of the bear levels, like Bear It, Bear Down, and Bear Something Else. I don't know. Unbearable. Maybe. You're unbearable. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, some days. But <laughs> you like get to the end of the level, and there's like this, like like a lake right behind you, mm -hmm. and it's all like frozen. It's not frozen, but you're in like the Arctic, and there's these like five or six random like blue icebergs in that lake but mm -hmm. it's like a circular platform you can jump on oh, and it's wow. one of those things where you see it and it's like once you get to the end of the level you could just go in the portal and get to you know be done yeah but it, I, it's like you notice hey that's different why is that there you can go back and jump on those things and if you jump to like the center one then it like warps you to the secret level and yeah, it was like yeah. Level, yeah so that'd be kind of fun yeah, yeah so I re those were real fun to find like i remember steven and i looking for those and it was like man I got to the secret world yeah yeah so so obviously you have like a very fond affection for the original mm -hmm. trilogy what, oh yeah what is and, and, and Crash Team Racing, I remember you talking about that question. Oh, yeah. That's basically their answer to Mario Kart. Exactly. That was yeah. When they came out. So what are your your feelings? Obviously, you have a great affection for it. You know, what are your feelings for the original trilogy? Just from, I say, let's say, originally from the, uh, on the PlayStation, not PS1, not the PlayStation 4. Because you saw me playing PlayStation Yeah, well, I actually tried to play the remastered ones, and I didn't like it because you showed me that, and I... It just didn't feel right. It, did, it was like the movements weren't the same. It looked pretty, mm -hmm. but it just didn't feel just like the old game. Bit. Yeah, it felt like when I would jump, I didn't jump quite as far as I meant to or too far. It just, it was just it weird. It could be a, 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 a time thing. Like, 
compared to like whenever you were playing it until now and things like that. I mean, it's been a long time, like from fifth grade to now. Oh, jeez. Almost twenty years, yeah. Probably a little more than that, actually. Ugh. I know, it makes us old, right? Yeah. <laughs> don't talk about that. Don't talk about it. But yeah. But no, yeah. So I, so I never really, other than playing it at your house that one time, those couple times. I never really played it until I actually found it. it they did the remastered version mm -hmm. here a few years back, and I bought it, and I've actually started playing it. And it is, like you said, the first game is super hard. It's the still, first game is insanity, just like yeah. straight-up insanity. It's still very difficult, and I actually got through maybe a fourth of it. Yeah. And I was like, screw this. This was making me mad. And so Did I you do to this, the second one? I just went to the, the second, second one. The second one is much more... It's palatable forgiving. it's forgiving well and i think th like there's a lot of things where i'm kind of glad we bought the second one first and started with that because i think if we had started with the first game we would not have liked it um oh, my brother right. and i well and it's just funny because there's so many little things like for one thing it's freaking insane and impossible and unforgiving like you said but there's a lot of little things where it's like they made this more palatable for children because tana Oh my God, she's like oh yeah, compared to triple D boobs, yeah, and she's the, like super risque. Game, huge difference in yeah, power. and she even like the way I think in the beginning, like Cortex has her like chained up, and it's just kind of like it's very a little, suggestive. Little, little BTSM, BDSM there. Well, it's bit. it's just like. I don't think my mom came in when we were playing those parts or else she probably would have not let us play that game. But I mean, there are much worse things, but for like, it, I feel like they definitely cut out Tana to be like, you know, this is, she's too much. And then they well, replace they probably, her with Coco. Well, you know how it is, you know, it's like, like whatever, a teen girl, preteen. They, they get a hit on their, on their hands. They, they don't know they have a hit whenever they're first making a game. This is the, from the first one. Mm -hmm. They're just making something they think they're going to enjoy and make it fun and they're going to yeah. like it. And so they pour all their creative ideas into it and suddenly it's a big hit and they're like, oh, well, maybe. And then that's when the, the company overlords usually come in and say, you need to make this more family friendly. Yeah, because, you know, Tana's in every bonus round in the first yep. one. So you do see her a lot if you get to the bonus rounds. And she's not doing anything like awful, but she's just standing, just standing there. there. And a mini skirt, huge chest. As she looks, I think I actually read that they modeled her on like Pamela Anderson. That would not surprise me. And that, she does. That's a very, that's yeah. a very like nerd guy thing to do. She does look like that. I mean, just so, to, that's just kind of what guys do. Be like a furry fantasy. Yeah, no, uh, Gross. But, but sorry if you're into that. It's just not my cup of tea. Teach their own. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, like so, the second game with yeah. Coco. Because I guess I was about the age that Coco looked to be. She's like a preteen girl. Yeah, roughly, yeah. And in the second game, she doesn't really do much. But she's like sitting there with her laptop. Mm -hmm. And she's the one who's like hacking into Cortex's you, you computer. You can't play as her until the third one, right? Correct. Okay. You can, there is one point where, in the I think in the very beginning level, you can be her. And you mm -hmm. can all you can do is walk around and jump. And do nothing else. So they were probably planning on putting her in the second mm -hmm. one, but they just never got around to doing it all the way. Probably. Yeah, because I mean, between the first and second game, that's only a year. That's an insane turnaround development yeah. period. For now, again, nowadays, put it in perspective, since you don't play a lot of games now, <laughs> it's it's usually you get between five and uh, five and seven years is usually an average development time or three oh, wow. between three and five three and seven years is a good development time normally depending on how big it is 
an even more in perspective, between Naughty Dog's uh, Last of Us 1, which is their, one of their big hits, and The Last of Us 2, you're talking probably almost a decade. Wow. Well, I mean, and it's interesting to think of that because they, like, the design, even the design changed, like, a lot between 1 and 2. Like, they look... It's a lot, the, the graphics Fairly got a, different. a lot better. They, they shaded out a lot of those polygons. It wasn't as, as sharp edges as much. Yeah. But it was still there, but they definitely, it, that's, that's a whole thing. They between, souped it up. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, luckily that was the difference between PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2. Um, because in, because well, if, you look, if you look at, well, because Crash Bandicoot, I believe it came out on. No, or, it's. Crash Bandicoot. Three, that came out on PlayStation 2, didn't it? I don't think so. I think that the first three, it was still PlayStation 1. Like, the beautiful thing about PS2, though, is you can play all those PlayStation 1 games on it. So we did get a PS2, but I don't think... I know you're verifying it. Yeah, I don't well, think... It did co- actually did come out for the PlayStation uh, original one. My bad. Told you. So they probably did have a bit of extra money to... Uh, clear it out and make it a little bit better yeah probably. and so. i mean three was i i would say two is my favorite um but three was a lot of fun like you could tell they were getting better and better like because then you know two they introduce coco but you can't really play as her but she does like hologram her face in and talk to you of like hey crash you need to do this don't trust cortex blah 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 um because she's hacking the computer systems and such but then in three they bring her in as a character. You can't really walk around. Like, you can walk around her as her in the hub world. Mm-hmm. And then in the very beginning of, like, the tiger levels. Mm-hmm. And she's she doesn't have many levels to her own. Like, she's always riding something like the tiger or the jet ski. Or then there might be one, like, a space thing. Mm-hmm. It's hard to remember. But... Yeah, no, and I, I understand completely. So, but, yeah, so kind of continuing with neat. that a little bit. So... After that, uh, those original four games, um, the Richard team actually leaves. So Naughty Dog uh, takes off to do the... Oh, Jack- you're back to history. Yes, yeah, sorry. Ja- it's okay. No, so uh, Naughty Dog takes off to do Jack and Daxter, the IP, which is what they ended up doing. Um, and so that's when you get a lot of these smaller studios come in. Yes, well, we did rent a Crash Bandicoot game like several years down the road and I don't remember what it was called but I remember absolutely hating it. The graphics looked very different, the characters looked different. So that's when you And it was freaking like, awful. So after Crash Bash, they had Crash Bash comes out in 2000. Yeah, that was just um, like a fight each kinda, other play kinda, game. At that point, that is when you get to um what's the next one listed? Crash Bash is from 2000. And then in 2001 is The Wrath of Cortex. That's the one that we rented, and it so was that's supposed to be awful. One, so that's supposed to be, uh, it's been developed, it was developed by Traveler's, Traveler's Tales. Yes, I remember their logo. And that actually, instead of just being primarily just released for the PlayStation, it was released for PlayStation 2, Xbox, and GameCube. GameCube? Yeah. Ugh. So that was the big departure on that, and so it wasn't a Sony exclusive anymore. Um, so that it still had several of the original kind of ideas mm-hmm. of Crash, but I it mean, it had the characters. And it's, it was trying; they were trying to obviously push forward. Um, that I think um, it was more open world in that one. I have to look, um, but no, yeah, that's what it says. Must travel uh, the world and gather specific crystals and return the elements. 
uh, into its hibernated, hibernated uh, state and thwart Cortex's plan to use Crunch as a weapon for world domination. So Crunch, I guess, is... Crunch is like a bad Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, the story appears a Crunch Bandicoot, a genetically advanced Bandicoot. Yeah, I feel like he was... I don't remember a lot about him. I just remember that both my brother and I hated so, yeah. that game. We so, rented yeah. it, and it was so different, and it just looked wrong, and it was not fun, and we just hated it. Yeah, Does so it have it was, any reviews? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it, good, bad? It was mostly mixed, it says here. Um, I so, feel like if you were not familiar with Crash Bandicoot, you'd probably be, it would be okay. So, on average, it looks like here it's mostly receives, like, 7 out of 10s, so mm -hmm. it's okay it's not terrible you can tell it's a playable game but there's some where like they give it a, a 5 out of 10 from the xbox version or a 13.5 out of 30 that's weird it's a weird like different rating system rating system but the highest rating it gets that i can see here is an 8 out of 10 from game zone on the ps2 or 84 out of from game spy uh, 84 percent on the xbox version and like I said, it's so mixed in re its reviews. It was never basically the whole the whole uh, the whole uh, ball of wax that came out of that was that it was just very mixed and it wasn't well as well received as the original ones I that think... Naughty Dog had a hold of. And I think that's mainly because it was a proper it was an IP that somebody was coming in and they didn't really have. The same feelings behind it that a lot that the original team had and i think it's kind of where they lost our way a little bit well i think too it just like for me and my brother we were used to the first three games and really liked them and then we were expecting something similar mm -hmm. and got something very different and it was just it's like i don't know popcorn versus kettle corn i i, I like kettle corn now but i used to hate it because okay. I wanted popcorn, and it's like I'm expecting popcorn, and now I'm getting sugar. Like I'm, that's not what I wanted. So that's what I. That's how I feel about that. So I'll, that Crash I think it's Bandicoot also game. Kind of a Sony thing too. They were trying to push this IP, um, quite a bit, and so take a guess. How many games between, let's say, two thousand and one and two thousand and ten, do you think they put out? Of Crash Bandicoot games. Crash Bandicoot related games, yes. Like, two. You think? Two in a 10-year period? <laughs> I, I'm just guessing. You asked me to guess. Okay, so you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen games in oh, 10 years. Oh, gosh. And so, and some My of video game days had very much ended. And so, yeah. And so they were pushing, they were hardcore pushing out games uh, for the Crash series. And I think they were just trying to kind of... Like revive like, interest in well, it, maybe? I don't know if they were trying to revive interest on it. I think they were trying to get as much money out of a, a well-received franchise that they had originally from the mm -hmm. Naughty Dog Studios. And they saw a cash cow that they saw. Yeah. And they were trying to get as much money out of it as possible because they do everything from... So over time, slowly, you get kind of a a lot of these lack lackluster games um and you get different things as such as they're but they're they're so different because all these different studios tried all these different things like here's an example 
Um, the games, some of the games, like, here's, here's my notes here. The games uh, vary in tempo, so much so that it's hard to find a coherent storyline between any of these games until Crash of the Titans in 2007. So all these games, they pretty much say, they end up doing things like, I'm gonna go and just make a whole another universe with this IP, and a lot of times it had nothing to do with the original storyline. Had nothing to do with it. And it was literally this, we have this new mechanic we want to try out, and we're going to use this IP because we think we can sell it so we can keep this mechanic going and we can use actually end up using it on on an IP that we actually wanted to use it on. I feel like Mario did that much better. Absolutely. And let's, because let's, they had the same storyline and the same characters. Well, the thing is Mario's done that in so many different other games, such as like they do one where it, like Mario Sunshine, yeah. um, Luigi's Mansion... Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Mario um, figured it out. I think Crash Bandicoot, if I mean, the Naughty Dog team had stayed with it and stayed passionate, I think they well, could you know, have it's just like anybody, done you, something you, you like that. You get burned out on IPs. They probably had other things they wanted to do. They wanted to do more serious projects like Jack and Daxter. Was a li- it's still funny, but it was definitely a little more serious. But then they wanted to do, do things like Uncharted, which is essentially like an Indiana Jones video game is what it was. Yeah. And they wanted to do things like the Last of Us as well, which was a it's an that's an amazing game on its own. So I can see why they moved on, and it's unfortunately I think this the franchise really suffered from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when you get things like, uh, you know, so after uh, let's see, um, so you get all these games until around about 2010, which. They finally kick out Nitro Kart 2 um, in 2010. So that's like Crash Team Racing? Yeah, essentially. And that's a, and so after this, I guess Sony finally figured it out. After 10 years of mediocre reviews, I mean, so let's give her an example here. Um, I'm going to, let's let's look at this one. It's called Crash Bandicoot Purple Ripto's Rampage. And it was a joint game with Spiral Orange, the Cortex Conspiracy. For the uh, <laughs> I, this is what I'm talking about, okay? And just just look at this stuff. It looks doesn't doesn't it like look awful. Yeah, it looks horrible. I mean, and so you're looking at it, it's a side scroller is what it essentially ends up being. Um, and it's just like why why would they why would you want to make some? I get it. These are their two big properties, but mm-hmm. like why try would and you combine them? Yeah, why would you try and combine them? It it just. It's just awful. The highest review it got was a seven point two out of ten on all of those. So it's it's just it just boggles the mind that like why would you do take a, a great proper property like this and just run it into the ground? But anyways, so after about two thousand and ten, I guess Sony finally figured it out after the horrible reviews and the bad reception on all these games. And I guess they finally said, you know, we don't want to try and take our games outside of our ecosystem anymore. They basically stopped making Crash Bandicoot games altogether. You see, in 2010. 2010. You don't see anything pop out until 2007, which is when they have you... Uh, the, to 2017, you mean? 2017, yeah. Okay. Sorry, did I say 2007? Yeah, I you did. I meant 2017, which, you'd have, which is when you have... I guess they're trying to dip their toe in the water. About that time, too, they were trying to do in a few... They were kind of testing the waters to do remakes. Oh, yeah. Which is why they come out with... The uh, Insane Trilogy, which is the yes. remastered version. The, they Actually, they, it's a remake, actually. They took, they, they built it, remade it from the ground up. And I think they did an amazing job of this. 
Um, so that I mean, it does look really good. Did sorry, I was just gonna ask. In between that time, mm -hmm. was that when they were into the Skylanders and all that? Because they took Spyro and they did Sky like the Landers Skylanders came thing around that time. I probably maybe because I kind of remember like, seeing it in the stores. Like 2015 ish. That is such like a cop out. Well, that's because our nephew thing. was really into that for a little while. Yeah, later. well, that's the that's the kind of thing where they. It's like, this is just an awful way to get money, but they sold all those little characters that you would plug into the machine and then so get something that's special. that's why they do that is because and it, they was, can, it was another gimmick, yeah. Yeah, well, and it was awful because I thought, God, is a, like, thinking from, like, a parent perspective, like, holy Christ, it's like Pokemon. Like, you exactly. have to get every single one. Gotta catch them all. It and, oh, my gosh, gotta pay twenty ninety nine yeah, for every single one. Thirty ninety nine. <laughs> oh, this one's 50 bucks. What? It's a more expensive version yeah. of Pokemon, in my opinion. Awful. Just, yeah, and well... so I guess they saw that... that, that I name. guess they were busy with that, but God, that's, it I just know. looks awful. So they, they came out with this uh, remastered version uh, back in, two, in 2017, and it was actually developed by Vicarious Visions and published by Activision. So The Crash Bandicoot remake the, the insane, in 2017. The ins yeah, the Insane Trilogy, the in same with the N because Dr. Yeah. In Cortex, Neocortex, InGen, yeah. Inbrio. I know. So instead of actually keeping it exclusively to the uh, PlayStation 4, which I was kind of surprised they didn't, they didn't do this. I think they originally just released it just for the PlayStation, but and they released other versions. It was a timed release essentially. They did in 2017, they came out with it for the PlayStation 4, and then they did re release versions. For Microsoft, Xbox, and uh, Nintendo Switch. Wow. So you can get these on all uh, of the other consoles. Which So it kind of did a weird um, amalgamation of, of all of the prior series. Excuse me. I just burped. I'm going to take that out. Oh, that was <laughs> gross. Anyways, um, so they did a weird kind of amalgamation of the previous series and released it for other platforms because I, I guess I get it they want to put their IP out of there which kind of brings me back to the thing what you were really saying at the beginning is is Crash Bandicoot really a PlayStation centric icon I think mascot? he was well he used to be because in every single PlayStation commercial like yeah, back in the but day they don't do that anymore no, but he was, like, because Mario was for Nintendo, and then Crash Bandicoot was PlayStation. He was the mascot. Because I remember they had him in, like, all the commercials on TV, and it was a guy in a Crash Bandicoot suit. Oh, it was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, so he was. I mean, and I would I say... Mean, originally, I think he definitely was. Back in the late 90s. You couldn't get it on any other, any other platforms, but I think from this point on, they pretty much settled that they're going to release it for other systems as well. Well, does does Mario do that? Can you get Mario on? I didn't Nintendo think so. Nintendo is bad about that. They will never... It's, it, is, it is rare that you will see them allow any of their IP go to other platforms. I was just curious because rare. I never had a connection to Nintendo. I never cared for Mario. I never played those games. Like, I just... I didn't play them growing up, so now I know who they are. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm familiar with, you know, the games, but it's like I don't have any affection for that. It's just a just a thing. Yeah, see, I was just the, curious. I'm, I'm opposite with that. I, I have a deep connection with that because of, like, 
James, well, your friends, yeah, well, that's James, what you James grew up playing. And Chris and, 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 you know, Cole. Even Cole, not so much, but mostly James and Chris. They were really into the Nintendo space, and they still are. Uh, but that's just where I got a lot of that from, and I, I think I've just built a deep affection for it because it's more... I guess it's, it seems more family-friendly to me, in a way. And even now, I really like it because it's something I feel <laughs> like... I feel like, especially with our kid, whenever he gets a little older, it might be... It's something that we could let him... If he wants to play games, if he's into that kind of stuff, it's something we could let him do, and I know that it'll probably be okay for him to play, and it's not... I'm not I don't have to worry about him being traumatized... Yeah, I mean, you're right. I would say the Nintendo, with the Mario games at least, the characters are a lot calmer. And that's, I mean, I guess unless you get into the old, like, movies and animes and stuff. Cause yeah, we're they... not going to do that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a while down the road for him. So, but anyways. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, like I said, uh, the re-release in 2017, um, the initial reception for it was, was positive. Um Garnering an average to slightly above average scores online from consumers. So even though Sony was uh, tight-lipped about the reboot, there were little hints throughout uh, the development. Um, so this was kind of a cool thing. You see something on hi hiatus for almost seven years, almost a decade, and you don't think that it's going to be coming back anytime soon. You really don't think. You think they, they're done with something, they're not going to do anything with it. But actually, in Uncharted 4... I don't know if you remember me playing that one at all. I do, vaguely. So there's a point in where the main protagonist, he's at home with his kids. He's actually playing, um, he picks up oh, a, you play, showed me a that. PlayStation controller. Yeah, and he's playing Crash, Band uh, Crash Bandicoot. You can actually go in and play. You sh I remember that. And so they make Naughty Dog, this, this is why I think it's amazing, they made Uncharted, and so they put crash bandicoot in their game the original like code yeah. and, everything, and they stuck it in there so you could play it so like i had a minor a tiny emulator in their game i remember because you showed me that because and he's playing the first one right yeah, crash bandicoot one, one yeah and it's like the first level yeah i remember you showing See, little me that. things like that are just amazing that that just, actually is pretty cool and so that's kind of i just i just love seeing things like that because it's an homage to just their prowess and their history and how well they've done. Um, and I, it, it just, I, I, just, I just love it. I can't, I can't mm -hmm. say anything else about it. So yeah. I just love it when people put little Easter egg things like that in there. But um, so it appears that due to all that, um, they decided, I guess Sony was like, hey, this is a great kind of thing. We're getting some nostalgia rolling on this. Um, that's where they actually released uh, Crash Team Race, uh, Cra uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. So they actually took uh, the original Crash Team Racing and Nitro Crash Team Nitro and put them together. Oh. So you have those two games put together and actually uh, released it and actually got similar pra similar praise. Like I said, it it puts two uh, uh, two games together. So they put Nitro Kart and Tag Team uh, Racing. So I guess Tag Team is kind of similar to um, the newer Mario Karts. Have you ever seen that? Where mm. usually have, you'll have two characters riding on one vehicle. Oh, yeah. I know and what you're talking about. they can switch back and forth a little bit depending on what you want to do. Yeah. Because some have, have better power boosts and some have better, uh, um, have better abilities for driving. Mm -hmm. And that's you can kind of go back and forth with that a little bit. So, But 
um, to kind of wrap it up a little bit, uh, they actually have a, uh, they just came out with it, which is the upcoming game they just released, was Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. <laughs> and if you guys haven't seen gameplay of this thing yet, I, I watched a little bit the other night, and it is phenomenal looking. Is it like, is it like a companion to the first, the original trilogy? Yeah, it really is, but they do That's things, what we wanted, so like, it's actually 20 a, years ago. So it's actually a completely original game oh. on... From they didn't remaster anything, they didn't remake anything. They simply took an original idea, and I'm trying to remember. Um, I love the title of it. It's about time. Well, and that's because I was going to tell you you wanted to do this podcast about Crash Bandicoot, and I was going to say like, yeah, literally last week in the Target ad, I saw a Crash Bandicoot no, game, it just and I was out, like, yeah. wait, what? Crash Bandicoot is coming back? Yep. Nobody told me about that. I haven't seen him lately. Yeah, so it, so Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, is a platformer game developed by Toys for Bob and developed and published by Activision. So they're, they're I guess Activision is really going to be behind a lot of the publishing for the Crash Bandicoot series, which I don't know if they actually own the IP for it, which that might explain why it's getting released for some of these other ones. So it, it's getting the same treatment, like I said as the other series so right now it's only been released for playstation 4 and xbox one which actually released october 2nd of this year so not even probably a week ago is xbox still a thing are you serious <sighs> you're screwing with me aren't you <laughs> not really okay yeah no yeah xbox is a huge thing really so, yeah. oh okay you, sorry you, and uh, i run the nerd club at school and i thought nobody plays xbox there i asked him about it and they were like <laughs> Well, They'll no. play Switch and like PS well, Switch is a very, whatever very we're on. Teen friendly platform because you can take it anywhere. Yeah, sorry. So, anyway, switches are, hu are huge. But anyway, so Xbox. Yeah. Wow, Jackie, you're you're throwing some shade today on some Xbox. No, I just fans. I never I have no like connection to Xbox. Just like the same way I feel about Sega. Like, oh, it exists. Not anymore. Well, I mean, Sega did exist. I mean, I think the company Well, the Sega exists. Studios exist because they made that movie. Yeah, they definitely... Sega, Sega still exists, but I don't I think don't they make I don't know what other movies they're going to make, though. I mean, they own, they own IP, like Sonic and things like that, and they work with Sony, but I... Echo the Dolphin. Don't get me started about anyway, Echo the Dolphin. Anyway, go ahead. Which, if you guys want to watch an amazing video about Echo the Dolphin... Um, the angry video game nerd just put out one, um, about him, about Echo the Dolphin video game. It is... He's really funny. It is phenomenal. I love him to death. <laughs> it, it, if you guys haven't got a chance, go it's check him on dog. YouTube. It's called AVGN. It is... That's his website. It's a or, shameless plug. No, no, I don't You even don't care. even know... <laughs> I don't even care. Imagine if he listened to if this and was like, this, dude. If you're listening to this, hey, dude, hey. That guy can advertise me anytime. You know what? You want to pay me to advertise your, your oh, game channel? gosh. I don't care. If you don't want to, that's even better because I love your show. And <laughs> it is just phenomenal. And it's just <sighs> from one lover of video games to the other and how bad they can actually be. It's phenomenal. But yeah, guys, go watch <laughs> this video. It's, it's phenomenal. Anyways. Um, Get back to... <laughs> What, so, wrapping up Crash Bandicoot? Let's do that. So the game follows, on the new one, uh, of Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. The game follows Crash Bandicoot and his sister Coco, aided by their former enemy... Neocortex? No, Dingo... Dingo Dial? Oh yeah, Dingo Dial. He's half Dingo, half Crocodile. I'll 
take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, he's really cool. And an alternate dimension counterpart of Tawana, a former of Tana. Tana, I guess. Tana. Tana's Tana. no, her name. It's Tana. That's the risque T- one. T-A-W-N-A. Pamela Anderson. Yeah, that's Tana, the one I told you that they took well, out. Apparently, she's an alternate dimension counterpart of her, a former love interest character of Crash. Of Crash yeah. yeah. Oh man, and, I want to see what they what they made her look like now. I can only imagine. As they and so they basically are going through this to try to recover the quantum masks and, and an attempt to prevent Doctor Neocortex and Doctor Nefarious Trovi from enslaving the multiverse. Hmm. So yeah, and the game actually puts in new elements, uh, including powers used by the quantum masks. They can alter levels. So like I said, from the original trilogy, they're taking aspects that they used kind of in the first trilogy, and they're throwing different elements in it. So I was watching gameplay of it. There's actually one, they, they've made the, the levels in such a way to get a certain crystal, you have to actually invert the level. Oh. And you have to play like that. That's amazing. It's a really cool concept. Okay. And I was like, kudos for you guys, for Toys for Bob, for putting out this like that and actually thinking ahead saying, hey, these are the kind of concepts we can want to make have. it more interesting. Absolutely. And so you can do this to alter levels and overcome co- overcome uh, obstacles and things like that. So, um, so it's actually really interesting. So the game has additional modes for replaying the levels, and you can actually c- control up to uh, five characters. But they only right now I, I only saw three in there, which um, they're uh, Tana, Dingo Dial, and Cortex. The three that you I, I've seen people playing as so far. You haven't seen them play as Crash or Coco. And I think Crash and Coco are the other two. Oh, they would have to be. It's Crash Bandicoot. Well, man. I think those are the two other ones that you have. He's um, the poster boy. Which I think I think I was watching somebody play um, additional uh, levels on it. So, but anyways, so far it's received uh, and very excellent reviews of it. So, um, and one of the cool things about this is that actually they had the original um, voice actor for Aku. Aku Aku. Aku Aku. Uh, and he says goody gum. He says good gum. Oh, man. That's right. He's back playing Classic. as... He's playing back as him, yeah, so... So that's that's kind of a... Um, and so far, what I can see, it's received uh, crazy awesome scores. The only one that gave it, like, a mediocre score, uh, score was VideoGamer.com, which gave it a 6 out of 10. Uh, but pretty much everyone else is given an average of eight, uh, 8 out of 10 or above. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling that I really want to probably get it i'm not gonna lie at some point um it, it it looks fun and i think that would be kind of a, a fun little thing maybe for your us to rating scale is interesting too you just said that seven is like mediocre like ugh, but then you're like and it received really good reviews eight out of ten i'm like seven and eight well so what's the difference between that between a seven i mean a 70% is a c that's just straight up average so i guess you're right and then 80% is a b and it's like well it's okay it's above average you just have very high standards for games i guess and that's fine okay and also when you say awful reviews i'm thinking like two or three stars out of ten well video game rating scores are notoriously hard to try to predict and try to interpret because mm-hmm. some of them are so, so here's an example. I'll, I'll tell you the different types of ratings they have. So there's a hundred, hundred out of, out of 100, out of 10, out of five. Um, and then they have percentiles as well. So it's just like, mm-hmm. 
and there's even some in here that's it's, it's not a standardized thing it's never standardized so it's fair enough hard to do so anyways though so that's the last game that they came out with and and i'm really hoping that they they push for more games that are kind of like this um I mean, so what are, you, what are your final thoughts and feelings on the whole franchise as a whole, on what you see coming? Um, I d don't have a lot of interest in playing video games anymore, but I'm glad Perfect. that I haven't for a long time. I just like I to know. sleep and eat more. Um, <laughs> but, like, I do, I still have a special place in my heart for the first three games. I think they're amazing, especially the second one. And it does make me happy that Crash is coming back, and especially that they're reviving, like, the original trilogy, something similar to that, I oh, think yeah. is amazing. Because that was, that was where it was at. It, the stuff that came after that was just, like, sad. But, like, the original trilogy, whew, it was think, amazing. Loved keep, it. I think if they keep the... Um, the care and consideration they have for the original games and the new stuff they make, I think they will have a lot better time, one, selling the games and have better receptions of the games um, in the future. So, fingers crossed, that's what they'll end up doing, but only time will tell until we get there. And like I said, we'll just have to hope and wait and pray in the hope that they do well. So For more Crash Bandicoot done right. That's right. Fingers crossed. So, all right, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Again, like I said, thanks for stopping by. Um, if you guys like what you're hearing, uh, please rate and review us on whatever podcast network you're on at the time. Um, those help us immensely with uh, what kind of content you want and also lets the platform that you're on uh, lets them know that you like us and that they will uh, hopefully promote us more on their podcast uh, platform. Um, if you don't like what you hear, email us. Let us know. Still review. I don't care. Um, because Constructive that's, criticism. Because we need to know how we can improve this podcast and make it better for our listeners and our, on our viewers. Because, like I said, it's not only for us to have a good time. It's also for you guys that you hear content and hear things that you want to hear us talk about. So, again, our... Email is in the description. It's seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. Uh, we hope to hear from you guys. And like I said, thanks for coming by. And you guys have a wonderful fall. Bye, guys. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.